0: Welcome to Shoutout to Life podcast, a podcast which can help you find passion and motivation in your life. Today, I invited a guest speaker, Dr. Connie Wang, a first-generation Chinese immigrant in the U.S., she earned her PhD degree from the University of Texas at Austin in 1993. After eight years as a research associate in Oak Ridge National Lab, she joined Corning Incorporated, a Fortune 500 company, as a research scientist in 2001. Since accepting a research director role in 2007, she had been in a woman leadership role for 15 years. She was also the winner of research leadership in women of color in STEM. So I invited Dr. Wong to talk about her life experience and passion. I
1: personally believe passion is the key for motivation on um, anything that you do in your life. That passion is a something, you know, not necessary like a key. On one thing, mm-hmm. but it's for everything in your life. You just wanted to accomplish, like in different stage of your life, you have a different focus of your life. Like before your your college time, your your elementary school time, middle school and high school. At that time, your focus is on school, and I was a good student. Just want to do well. Right. Mm-hmm. I never thought myself as a smartest in the class, but I always want to do well. Mm-hmm. And that is a passion. Mm-hmm. And um, once I started college, and in our time of a college, we really didn't have a very many choices. So I went to China. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school in college in China. and. Um, yeah, that's true, we had 10 different choices. After we get to the national entrance exam and get a score and you know where you are, and then you pick the one that fit your score range, right? So I end up into an agriculture university and major in horticulture. Not necessarily really what I want to be, because at that time my score was also good enough for Chinese medicine, but I didn't want to be in like being a doctor. My childhood dream was either become a teacher or a reporter, but I never dreamed myself to be a horticulturist. But once I graduated from college and I ended up in a small research institute like Vegetable Research Institute in Hangzhou, which was a, you know, like a capital city for Zhejiang Province. To me, it's already far away from home, right, from my hometown, and I just want to do my work well. Again, this is just the nature of, in how I grow up, I want to do everything well. So I did a very good, uh, in terms of being recognized as a good performer and being selected as a deputy director for, for that small institute. Mm-hmm. But then at that time, my husband got a scholarship to be in graduate school in, in, in America. Mm-hmm. So I joined him a year later for um, a graduate school mm-hmm. in Michigan State University. And all I want to do is do well in my graduate school, because that's in me, I always, whatever I want to do, I want to be the best. I always, you know, try to talk to my, my kids. Now I, I'm the mother of a two, and like when they try to make a decision what to be, I said, I never knew what I want to be. But I always know that I want to do well, whatever I want to do. I start started my graduate school in US, finished my master's degree first, then joined my husband and up in University of Texas for my PhD degree. At that time, I you know I just wanted to have my PhD. I didn't know what I want to be. And so whoever can offer me research assistantship. Mm-hmm. I will work for him. Mm-hmm. So I end up in a microbiology department. A professor appreciates my, my plant biology background and wanted to combine his knowledge in microbiology and want to do some study between plant and microbiology, the balance of each other, how the microbials in the soil provides a nutrient for the plant. So that's the PhD program I was working on. But during that time I was pregnant with my first baby, I know by nature of myself that once I'm I become mother, I want to be good at being a mother, but I also want to be good at as a graduate student. So I was confused what I should you know, how do I balance those two? How do I be a good mother, and, but still as a good student? So that tackled down to your second part, you know, second question, how do I balance between the passion and lifetime challenge? And I think always at a different stage of my life, there's always a challenge. Um, to the lifetime goal that I want to achieve, right? But the challenge, you know, you cannot overcome alone. At at that time, I had my mother-in-law came over, help me to take care of a baby. And I also had my husband support me um, throughout. He was the one actually encouraged me stay in school, while I'm having my baby, and I would, you know, I was debating, and actually, even when I think back, I was thinking, why didn't I drop out for a year, just enjoy being a mother? But then the reality was, um, I would be, the whole family will be relying on my husband's single graduate school du- student income, which was probably like $1,200 a month to support a whole family. And I feel like if I can just work hard enough and to, to be a good mother and a good student, then we would be a lot better off in terms of our family living condition. and And he's the one saying, no, based on who I know you, you will regret forever without a PhD degree in your life. So keep going, we'll support you. You know. So I really stayed and then for four and a half years in my graduate school, actually the last year I was pregnant with my second child. So four and a half years on top of my PhD, I had two babies. And I feel like looking back now that was really The toughest time of my life but it was very rewarding and it's you know actually the perfect thing like later on in my life people always ask me how do you balance between your career and your family i said there's no no such thing as a balance between woman's career and life women always sacrifice double or triple than anyone that you can imagine. That like you still need to be, you know, no one would expect you to do less for your graduate school because of your, you are a mother. But then everybody expect you to be a good mother, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so actually few few weeks ago, I watched a movie called Lost Daughter. And that was like a, a British, writer and um, based on her own story. Mm-hmm. I was really touched by the story. She was talking about how she was working on her PhD as a writer mm-hmm. and then she had a baby and how she struggled between the family and her career mm-hmm. and she ended up divorcing her husband and then just distance from her babies and she wrote a story about lost daughter. That's how she, you know, she couldn't do the balance. She felt like, she felt like, I want to focus on my career. And so she couldn't do that, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was really lucky enough to have have a strong support from family and from, you know, and, and also internally like a strong will to complete my degree. You know, so it was really hard. And um, so the other thing that I want to say, this balance between the passion and challenges in your life is being a mother and being a professional. um, A lot of time is how you prioritize everything in your life. You always you know, there's a famous saying like, life is all about the choices. Mm-hmm. How you pick the ones that you feel like, this is my you know, priority for today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to put down a list of things that I need to do either daily or monthly mm-hmm. or a year. Saying what is my top priority for this period, or for today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know. For but for me, being a mother is a more challenging than being a leadership in in the um, in professional life watching my kids grow from um, younger stage, younger age, to um, now they both are professional, they all have their job, and they're all in the face of building their own lives, um, find their lifetime partners uh, in their lives. I feel like, you know, how a mother can encourage them, can help them and then not really on their way or do things for them too much but encourage them to be their own mm-hmm. as an independent person and this is using the experiment scientist view or language it's a non-returnable process it's a one-way process and so if you make mistakes, then you make mistakes and how to move on. There's no way you can come back and repair and then fix it and then go on. Mm-hmm. That is the challenge of life. How do I make a decision when the opportunity comes, um, this uh, like an uh, expat position for me to be lead uh, like an R&D organization in, in Taiwan for Corning? That time, the leader in, in my company more so challenged me saying, "Hey Connie, um, we have this position opening up, and we wonder wondering if you're interested in to take that position." Mm-hmm. And I my first reaction was, "Sure, why not?" And then then he asked me second question, say, "You don't need to answer me now, but I want you to go home and think about it." either today or later today or tomorrow. Come back, let me know. As a woman, why you think you can take such important position or are you ready Mm -hmm. to face the real challenge Mm -hmm. because that position will need to or require this person a lot of interactions with her men dominate, you know, companies or interactions and build a relationship for Corning mm-hmm. to do a lot of uh, technology, scouting, mm-hmm. or, or engage with the uh, many, many uh, technical leaders in Taiwan and find opportunities for Corning. So mm-hmm. in broad way, it's that position. And nobody will define what that position is for. I was more think about it for the good benefit of Cornings. I think Mm -hmm. he's not challenging me being a woman. Mm -hmm. He definitely sees the quality of in me that Mm -hmm. I can handle this position, but he's more concerned about what other people Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. very traditional environment and in the Mm man-dominant, technology field, Mm -hmm. how people will perceive me as American Chinese, mainland-born Chinese to be in Taiwan, Mm -hmm. how to communicate with them, how to be accepted Mm -hmm. by them, Mm -hmm. and willing to work with me. And even in mainland China, and we call, you know, women hold up half of the sky, right? That's what they say. Mm Um, but when really it comes to the leadership or decision makers, mm-hmm. there is a subtle way that they always consider like a man is more capable than woman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I think the only thing we can do is to prove ourselves with actions
0: mm-hmm.
1: or with result-oriented mm-hmm. actions. Mm-hmm. Next day, I went back talk to him. I said there is a Chinese saying that uh, water can penetrate rock. Wow. And he he looked at me and said, That is a very strong statement. Mm. I said, I probably don't have the face or the language or the you know the muscles and make people feel like they're afraid of me or, or I'm strong enough to, you know, to do a lot of negotiation and engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm I always good at listening mm-hmm. to other people's mm-hmm. voice. And, and then it's also in my passion to help other people. Mm-hmm. And that's always what I believe. Mm-hmm. As a leader, I, I never feel like, I think that's the good thing about women leadership that they care more people than some of the man leadership. Mm, yeah. And for me, I always define my role as a helping others, enable them to take more important roles. Mm. I never look at myself saying, I'm the boss of a whole group you need to listen to me. And so, so that is, I think the, you know, I look at, I recruited so many engineers and scientists in, in, in Taiwan mm-hmm. um, for different positions that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I always look at the, the similar quality that, that either in me or the people that I ad- admire. Right, and I never look at their specific technical skills, what can they do mm-hmm. in the lab, mm-hmm. but I also, I more look at their learning capability, their passion to their work, and bottom in their heart, how good they are, and that, you know, is something that when I interview people, I try to let them tell me more story about their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like we as a woman, we're good at a multitask. And we're good at like a sensing people's feelings, mm-hmm. more observant. Mm-hmm. Those are the good qualities of a woman. Prejudice is always there. Mm. You cannot just because say, I am strong woman, so you have to listen to me. No, mm-hmm. it's not that way. Yeah. You have to use your action to convince people that you are my leader. Mm-hmm. I still can sense, you know, uh, through years of our leadership position in in Taiwan mm-hmm. and even here, mm-hmm. that you um definitely. Uh, in different position, we need to work harder mm-hmm. to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. and um, we as a mother mm-hmm. and and as a woman, mm-hmm. just it, it's in our nature, mm-hmm. it's in our t- intuition, mm-hmm. it's in our instinct. You know, and to care for people mm-hmm. and. Um, want the whole group to be better. Mm -hmm. Not just you Mm -hmm. want to climb up to, like in the corporate ladder Mm -hmm. system, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Someone told me that she sees uh, so much love in me. And she she said, Connie, I feel like uh, your life, being in this earth, is to give love to other people. And that really um, is something naturally in me. And my dad once said the same thing, that I always give, 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 and take care of the uh, people around me. And I said, I feel like it just my natural, um, it's so, so natural it comes out of from who I am, even when I retired now, whoever you know, I, I talk to. I've been in, you know working out at the YMCA every day, and very limited to people that I interacted with. And then now I'm so into the gardening and then interacting with a, a small group of people who are into into the gardening. I always want to share what I have, and. Either the knowledge I have or what I have um, growing in in my garden to share with them. And so they did the same thing to share with me. And I feel like my lifetime goal to be in this world is just to create this uh, loving environment around me. Everybody around me should feel being loved. And I wanted to have this, uh, um, this harmonic, like, mm-hmm. among the people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like, what I'm here for. When I was in Taiwan, because of uh, the, the Asian um, tradition, so they all, everybody look at me like, you're the boss. And so they try to keep a distance from me. And I also, because you know, because I was a mainland-born Chinese, and so they feel like they don't know. I can sense that I don't know if I can trust you and want to be close with you, so try to keep distance, you know, all this. So I told them that I'm here to do my job, from Kong, but more so I'm your friend rather than your boss, and so, I have you know after I retired since I don't have the title anymore mm-hmm. like people writing to me and and wanted to share with me even some people still want to consult with me mm-hmm. on their career decisions mm-hmm. and where to go and how to mm-hmm. do better mm-hmm. in cornering or outside cornering mm-hmm. you know so I think I feel like I'm doing something good mm-hmm. to earn the trust for the people that I used to work with. Mm-hmm. I feel like I never regret something mm-hmm. that I wish I didn't do mm-hmm. well. I, I always, you know, very, I was always very focused mm-hmm. and doing like a double time of my work mm-hmm. and I never regret that. Mm-hmm. I'm still um, looking for like what would be the perfect balance of my retirement life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, By so far, I enjoy it so much. I feel like if you I want if you want me rated my life overall from my youngest time to this point and going forward, I would say this at least like seven out of ten. I'm. making it eight to nine. And I feel, I told my friend the other day, I Mm -hmm. said, I didn't realize life can be such beautiful after your retirement. But um, it's also, you know, it didn't mean that you should be easy on your life. Before that, I worked so hard to this point. Mm -hmm. I feel like I finally um, Mm -hmm. get to the point that I need to take care of myself and do the things I love to do. And after I retired, I was in Taiwan. I couldn't get back here, Mm -hmm. back home in US um, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But I was able to take advantage of being in Taipei Mm -hmm. and so much resources available for retired people. At one point, I had nine teachers taking seven or eight different classes, just pure for the enjoyment, like choreography, painting, singing, chorus, biking, tai chi, you know, all different things, you name it. And I almost like, I just feel like every day I want to double my energy and and double my happiness, you know, everything that, I missed, I wanted to catch up. I had never been athletic in my life and now I work out every day. And I just feel like so much energy and, and I don't even need to worry about what my grade is. You know, and it's purely like how happy I am and that's it. So so I told my friend, the tire people friend, I said, actually, This is my golden stage of my life.
0: Thank you, Dr. Wang. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to the Shout Out to Life podcast with your host, Chen Xi. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and see you at the next episode.